Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Interbanks Fishing Report with Captain Richard Andrews of Tarpam Guide Service. How you doing, Richard? I'm doing well, Marvin. How are you? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble, and you know, we were talking uh, before we started recording, and you've gotten your first big shot of cold weather, and the red drum have left the neighborhood. Yeah, we were catching a few last week, and uh, it's just got spottier and spottier, and folks over across the sound from us are starting to really see some huge numbers of fish coming through the inlet, so that's usually our sign that our our giant red drum season has come to an end. Yeah, so now it's kind of back to your summertime pattern, right? Yeah, we'll go back to, you know, speckled trout and smaller red fish uh, out on the, in the sound side bays and lower river shorelines, uh, which is where we fish in the summer. And we'll be doing that until about eh, mid, early to mid-November. Usually we get we get a few big frosts that time of year, and the water temperature will drop down into the uh, 50s. And usually that's another transition for us in the fall when the fish seem to want to migrate out of those areas up up at, more up the rivers and um, into the creeks. And they're also fishing the creeks right now. Guys are catching trout in some of the, our creeks, but uh, usually we fit, we spend most of the month of October, late September, October, first half of November down in those areas I was describing earlier. Yeah, and so that probably means what, like intermediate sinking lines and maybe some floating stuff if it's really shallow, fishing streamers and probably some shrimp patterns and stuff like that? Exactly, some top water as well as uh, subsurface flies on intermediate lines. Yep, same, kind of the same, same stuff we do in the in the summertime, uh, we don't do uh, as much deep water fishing in the fall. Usually, we're usually fishing water in the two to six foot range and um, fishing points and with current and um, deeper shorelines and sometimes some grass flats, things like that. Got it. And as the water cools off, do you have to kind of, you know, change your retrieve and your presentation to, you know, does the bite slow down so you have to be a little bit more deliberate or is it kind of the same game that you were playing in the summer um not so much in the fall until it gets cold cold i mean when that water temperature gets down in the low 50s and sometimes it'll dip into the 40s uh that's when things change a lot especially with the trout the, the trout become a lot slower having something that you can twitch and then just sit right in front of their face for a few seconds uh that's always a uh, a way, the better way to catch them. So the fly uh, game really does play well into the the winter trout strategy for us. Now I don't do a lot of winter trout fishing, but what I mean is is, is cold water trout fishing. Yeah, and I would imagine too, if you're trying to hang flies, you're really kind of talking about stuff that's you know kind of neutrally buoyant or kind of hangs like um like a game changer or something like that. Yes, yeah. I mean, one of the most effective trout lures in this area is a mirror lure mr17 which looks like a menhade that's a twitch bait that guys throw on the spinner rods and they'll twitch twitch and let it sit and the colder it gets usually the longer you have to sit let it sit and the less aggressively you twitch it so uh, a lure of you know fly like a game changer that kind of darts side to side and you can you know, cut through the water and it just sit there that's a perfect speckled trout bait Great, yeah. great trout bait around here. Yeah, it's funny you saying that makes me think too about. I bet a zoo cougar would work pretty well too. It would. A lot of a lot of the uh, the gallop style flies would be perfect for for our for our applications here. Uh, in fact, I do have some of those 
very flies in my box. Uh, it's, it, that's the cool thing about fly fishing is how it kind of uh, crosses lots of the different boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think, you know, everyone here kind of in the mid-Atlantic said fall is finally officially here. We're not going to have any more of these 90-degree days. Yeah, that's right. It, it, it's here. We had a huge blow, um, big cold front come in that, this past Saturday night, which is our first real significant cold front in the fall. It's what the old-timers, old, the old salts of the coast call the mullet blow, and that's the I guess that means that the mullet season, the mullet fishing was really good back in the day when they would net fish a lot of them. They still do, but um, anyway, yeah, it's uh, it started, it's fall has started for us and we're excited. We've got some, uh, I got a, a, a report today from a friend who had, who had done real well bass fishing in some of our coastal rivers uh, using poppers, just epic bass fishing uh, on a fly rod. Um, he said there was just countless two to three pound bass he's catching on top water. So that's, that's a fishery that not a lot of people know about in eastern North Carolina. Our, our coastal river, especially our lower rivers, are just teeming with largemouth bass. Some great bass fishing, especially up in the lower Roanoke River and Avalon Sound. But uh, yeah, we got that. We got our striper fishing will pick up tremendously. It usually does uh, in, in the October November time frame. And usually October, De- I mean November December are two of the best months for striper fishing on the Pamlico. Yeah, and I think for me, you know, fall, particularly like late fall, early winter in eastern North Carolina is my favorite time, right? It makes me think about oyster roasts and pig pickings. Absolutely. We love this time of year. It's, this is definitely my favorite time of year to fish. Um, I've seen I've seen, I've seen the striper fishing just so good in November, December that it doesn't happen every year, but a lot of times the, uh, the birds will get, will get going out in the middle of the river, in the deep part of the river. And, and the stripers will just be balling bait out there, pushing the bait up, and there'll be birds picking on top. And you could take a – I remember a few years ago, the, there was uh, big schools of bay anchovies out there. It's kind of like what you see down at Cape Lookout during albacore season. They were – the stripers had these bay anchovies and these giant bait balls, and they were cut. So if you could look down there and see the stripers uh, going through the bait balls, birds would be picking on top. And all you needed to throw was just a little albie fly in there and we were just wearing them out every cast, catching 100, 150 strikers a day on fly. It was great. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, that would be a, an absolutely awesome experience. And, you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag. And we were in a drawing for a half-day charter with Richard at the end of the season. And, you know, Richard, you've got that great new website. I checked it out. It looks really sharp. You want to let folks know where they can find you and learn more about your guide service and book you for a trip? All the information you need about me is on my website at www.tarpamguide.com. Feel free to send me a text or shoot me an email, and we'll uh, we'll get you booked up. Yeah, well, there you go. And like both of us said, fall is our favorite time to fish, and so you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Richard. Try lines more.